Everybody ought to love Sunday school, Sunday school, Sunday school. The man, the woman, the boy, the girl. Everybody ought to love Sunday school. Everybody ought to love Sunday school, Sunday school, Sunday school. The man, the woman, the boy, the girl. Everybody ought to love Sunday school. Lesson text. Matthew 4, 18-22 And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon, called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. And going on from thence, he saw other two brethren, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a ship with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them, and immediately left the ship and their father, and followed him. Mark 2, 13-14 And he went forth again, by the seaside, and all the multitude resorted unto him, and he taught them. And as he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the receipt of custom, and said unto him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. Luke 9 verses 23 And he said to them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Follow, follow, I will follow Jesus. Everywhere, everywhere, I will follow on. Follow, follow, I will follow Jesus. Anywhere he leads me, I will follow on. Follow, follow, I will follow Jesus. Anywhere, everywhere, I will follow on. Follow, follow, I will follow Jesus. Anywhere he leads me, I will follow on. Praise the Lord Jesus, everyone, and welcome to Sunday School. Today's lesson is entitled, Follow Me, and it is geared for all of us who wish to follow Jesus. With me, we have the superintendent of our Sunday school, Missionary Gail. Missionary Gail, what are your thoughts on the lesson so far? My thought on the lesson so far is that we should have a mission, just as how Jesus uh, have a mission the scriptures that are here from St. Matthew 4, 18 to 22, St. Mark 2, 13 to 14, and St. Luke 9, 23, it, 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 it shows that Jesus has a mission and he left the principle that we should follow his footstep in preaching the gospel of salvation. We are called to be followers not only to just come to church to Sunday, uh, on Sundays, but during our whole lifetime, we 
or ought to follow the principles of the Lord Jesus. Do what he do. Alright, praise the Lord. I notice in the lesson we'll see where Jesus called his disciples and one of the first things he told them to do is to follow me. And the second thing that he said to them is that I will make you fishers of men. What are your views on this? How is it how important is it to be fishers of men as Christians? Very important. We are called to call people. Uh, in St. Matthew, in St. Matthew 28, when he gave the disciples uh, the commission, great commission, the great commission, said you should go ye into all the world and preach, preach the, the gospel. gospel. Yeah. So he left the principle with his disciples to go and preach the gospel, to go on a mission to call people. Just as how he called these disciples to be fishers of men and they were normal fishermen but he called them to be fishers, fishers of, men. of men yes these are yes normal fishers fishing for the natural fish going to see catch some fish but our call today is to fish people call people bring people present the gospel to people that they will come to know Christ and serve him and as they come, they are called to call others to for the gospel. As you speak, Minister Gail, I think about um, fishing in the natural sense. When fishermen go out in the world, they take their hooks and their line with baits, and they lower the bait to attract the fish um, to the bait. But as Christians, what is it, would you say, that... What is it about us as apostolics that will draw men to come and serve Jesus? What would be the bait? What is, what is the bait as Christians? Our bait is to pray before we go out and bring the gospel, the word of God. Tell them uh, what the scripture says to repent of their sins and get baptized in Jesus name and he filled them mean that he empowered them to go out into the world and witness to people so and our lifestyle our lifestyle is also a great bait because when others see that we're following Jesus it will encourage them to follow Jesus likewise that's why he said we should let our light shine that others will see and be led to glorify so him. this is a very interesting lesson and what are the final, um, your final thoughts to the Sunday school students who will be studying this lesson today? Obedience. Yes. Obedience is a principal part of following Jesus. To be obedient to his word. As these disciples, yes, they left their fishing, yes, uh, their way of life of living. They left their fishing. They left all that would... Uh, uh, would stand in their way. Even in St. Matthew, we see where Zebedee le left his father in the ship and followed Jesus. They were very obedient and answered the call. Instantly, they start to follow Jesus. And that's where we close out this segment. So Sunday school students, we join with what Minister Gail is saying. If you are called to follow Jesus, if you obey him, he will never leave you nor forsake you. If you obey his word, he's able to keep you through. So do enjoy the lesson. God bless you.
I will make you fishers of men, fishers of men, fishers of men. I will make you fishers of men if you follow me. Read your Bibles, pray every day, pray every day, pray every day. Read your Bibles, pray every day, you will grow, grow, grow. Jesus called his disciples. Jesus' first sermon called all humanity to repentance and announced the dawning of a new age, St. Matthew 4, verse 17. The rest of Jesus' life served to expand, support, and illustrate this foundational thesis statement. That simple sermon will eventually condemn all who chose to find their own way and reject the restoration opportunity provided by the Creator who entered His creation to restore all things to Himself. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 19 This new rabbi possessed greater authority than any other speaker. John the Baptist, the strangely dressed prophet who baptized followers in the Jordan River, proclaimed Jesus to be the Lamb of God. St. John 1 verse 36 Follow me Peter and Andrew knew of Jesus from their time following John the Baptist. See John 1. Perhaps they had seen Jesus' baptism, heard the thundering voice, and experienced the wonder of a dove settling on Jesus' shoulder. They could feel the electric current of change in the air. They had no idea how much impact the young rabbi's simple command, follow me, would make on their lives. St. Matthew 4 verse 19 Jesus called the brothers to follow him. He did not call them to a school of philosophy or a body of authoritative texts. Jesus called them to an ever-deepening relationship with him. They could not know the path obedience would take. They could not know the unmeasurable awe of witnessing a person brought back to life or the avalanche of pain resulting from denying their teacher in just a few years. Students can master text by memorizing, debating, and teaching. But a relationship with the Savior can never be mastered. Paul pointed to his reality with the card cry, That I may know him. Philippians 3 verse 10 that knowledge could only come through pursuing Jesus' power and suffering. Rather than simply reading a text, the siblings followed the incarnate word. I will make you fishers of men. Jesus found Peter and Andrew while they were casting their nets. Jesus chose these active men. The men did not choose him, as other students chose their teachers. Following Jesus was too uncomfortable and uncertain for those, sorry, for some who self-selected to become disciples. St. Matthew 8 verse 19 to 20 Jesus did not follow conventions of putting family first. St. Matthew 8 verse 21 to 22, 12 verse 46 to 50. The other brothers, James and John, 
also left their father and family in the boat as, uh, sorry, as they followed Jesus. Jesus always chose people from where they were and transitioned them toward full living. He promised only one reward to the brothers. They would become fishers of men. They understood fishing. They knew men. Now they would learn the wisdom, heart, and actions needed to collect people for the kingdom. Jesus would change the metaphor for farming folks rather than fish for men. They could respond to the master's commission to go into the harvest. Both farmers and fishermen would draw freely from their places of labor and let the master do the sorting later. St. Matthew 13 verse 24 to 30 and St. Matthew 4 sorry St. Matthew 46 to 50. They could love and care for the field in such a powerful way because they were free from separating good from bad. They made all welcome. Follow the same path. By definition, disciples follow Jesus. They cannot do otherwise. Disciples trust the one who allocates talents and responsibilities. Matthew 25 verses 14 through 30. They trust the one who distributes spiritual gifts to the body in accordance with his divine will. 1 Corinthians 12 verses 11 through 12. Following Jesus sets the direction. Nothing describes this daily choice better than the call to repentance. New converts make a 180 degree turn from following their own will to surrendering to Christ. This decision will set the course for subsequent repentance moments. As we die daily, our repentances will become course corrections. Disciples repent of all thoughts, actions, and emotions that are out of sync with the teacher. Living as a disciple helps identify those areas of misalignment, confess them to fellow travelers, and receive the impact of fervent prayer. James 5 verses 16 through 20. Following Jesus sets the pace. The master calls for a constant daily walking. The race requires patient runners rather than sprinters. Hebrews 12 verse 1. Keeping pace with the work as well as seasons of rest. Trusting him to be the peace setter helps us to ask the right questions. Acts 1 verses 6 through 8. Pray the right prayers and use our spiritual gifts at the right time. We do not rush to the finish line. We let Jesus set the pace. Finally, following Jesus sets the purpose. The early disciples had to learn why they were called. They thought they were in on the ground floor of a new kingdom, and they should be rewarded as such. Mark 10 verses 35 through 40. That thinking came from one world around them rather than from following Jesus. They learned their purpose was to make disciples. 
wherever the Lord led them. The purpose was clear. All the disciples had to do was follow. My God. Question. Why do we sometimes need correction in our direction, pace, or purpose? To follow is to obey. King Saul is not the only one who thought sacrifice would make up for a lack of obedience. Paul had to inform the Roman church as well as the church today that willful disobedience to God's will was incompatible with the life of grace. See Romans 6. Grace has broken sin's control and provided forgiveness for occasional sin. But disciples do not follow the teacher just to experience forgiveness. Grace also empowers us to live as agents of reconciliation in the world. Such a call requires obedience. And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Luke 9 verse 23 leave behind obedience begins with self-denial this foundational work of grace sets the trajectory for following jesus like nothing else the disciples call required them to leave their nets boats parents and tax table jesus taught his followers that they could not have dual citizenship they must choose which master they will serve. Matthew 6 verse 24 Leaving is not always easy. Some who consider following Jesus left the journey before they even got started. They were not willing to leave family, property, or dreams that had just come true. Leaving our old lifestyles forces us to continually reject common sense or collective wisdom of our culture. Even good rules must be aside for the lifestyle of Jesus' desires. Matthew 5, 38-48 We must indeed put away the works of the flesh. Galatians 5, verse 16-21 and even our childish understandings of faith. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 11 Hebrews 5 12 to 14 Fortunately, grace does not give up. Jesus went out of his way to invite Peter for a reconciliation conversation. Mark 16 verse 7 He also called Peter to dinner. A place where the disciples could truly discover that his love for Jesus was deep enough to let go of some things. So he could feed Jesus' sheep. John 21, 12-17 Take up the cross Following and obeying Jesus requires taking up a cross. 
This startling image came on the heels of great revelation. The cross call did not come with the invitation to drop the nets. Personal crosses had to be connected to a deeper revelation of Jesus' identity. He is both Christ and the suffering one. He would gracefully lay down his own life. He would inform his followers that they must do the same. Jesus handled his cross by seeing what was ahead and despising the cross shame. Obedience requires discipline to take similar steps. We must press towards the mark as a people who have not yet attained our goal. Counting all the things as loss enables disciples to look forward without shame or fear as seen in Philippians 3, 13-15. Jesus trusted the Father's will. He knew the Spirit would quicken him from the grave after three days. Since he knew he would live again, momentary death held no shameful loss or lasting stench of decay. To follow is to serve. To follow Jesus is to serve like Jesus. God's redemptive plan unfolded by sending a suffering servant rather than a messianic warrior. By serving, Jesus fulfilled the human mandate to tend to God's creation. Jesus served those around him, whether it was a child in need or disciples with dirty feet. Following Jesus always requires the posture of a servant to God and to others. Serve God. God created people with needs for securing living, belonging, and purpose. The Garden of Eden provided the perfect place for humanity to flourish. Then sin broke everything. No longer could people joyfully live in the service of the Creator without fear. Following Jesus opens the door to freely serve and flourish again. Going through the door of serving God and others requires faith and ongoing spiritual maturity. Salvation represents so much more than a ticket to eternal life. Jesus told his followers that new power would come with the Holy Spirit. Followers receive spiritual giftings as individual members of the body and as the body as a whole. See this in 1 Corinthians 12 and Romans 12. Serving God starts by recognizing spiritual giftings. Stewards freely serve by holding their master's good in trust. They seek to live worthy of the master's trust. Stewards have only one evaluation standard, faithfulness as seen in 1 Corinthians 4 verse 2. Living in the shadow of the cross removes competition and the pressure to succeed or prove self-worth. Stewards know that they are lavishly loved by God and seek his pleasure alone. 
other goals falls short of a follower's potential. Serve others. Scripture boldly recounts the lives of men and women in faith. Hebrews 11 reveals the catalogue of faithful people as well as chief failures. All manner of vices spring from biographical sketches of those listed. The New Testament tells a similar story. Paul called himself chief among sinners. Peter denied his master and could have easily lost the kingdom keys. By being restored to God through Christ, disciples reorient their lives from self-centeredness to living on behalf of others. Peter's life provides wonderful snapshots to grasp the magnitude of disciple transformation. Peter went fishing in self-pity. When the Lord did not live up to Peter's expectations, Peter shamefully denied his friend. Yet Jesus called Peter again. This recalls censored on loving Jesus by serving the shepherd's sheep. Peter did not get sheep of his own. He would only find purpose and value by using his gifts to bless other people. Peter wanted to know if John would have to pay the same stewardship price. John 21 verse 21 He had not yet learned the pleasure that comes from giving up personal prerogatives to follow Christ. 1 Peter 2 verse 16 to 25 By the end of Peter's life, he had a more mature perspective. He encouraged fellow elders to fulfill their stewardship responsibilities for their right reasons. If they would reject all forms of pride and serve others with the humble mind of Christ, they would gain the opportunity to cast all anxiety on their Lord. 1 Peter 5 verses 1-7 to Praise the Lord Jesus and welcome to Sunday School. Happy that you're able to join with us via social media. Let me say welcome to all our Sunday School students and our visitors who are joining us today. We are happy that you are a part of us. Amen. God bless you. And so our topic for today is follow me. Our topic for today is follow me and I'm certain that is pretty simple praise the Lord I think that is self-explanatory praise the Lord Jesus as they said follow me all right so here we are let us put it or break it down what does it mean to follow to follow means to go or come after someone move or travel behind it therefore means that the person or the one that is following is always behind so that someone is leading while someone is following amen amen so in matthew 17 verse 24 
Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Therefore, Jesus is a therefore sorry. Following Jesus is a daily denial of our desires and will. It is a path that leads to loving what Jesus loves, and the opposite is true. Our lesson today tells us that Paul pointed this reality with the hard cry that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. Praise the Lord Jesus. Here we see that Paul was more attuned, praise the Lord, more interested in following after Christ. Praise the Lord. He said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering that was where his passion lies that was where his interest rests amen he was more interested of knowing more about jesus more of his ways more of his virtues praise the lord jesus and so he yearns for that amen so following Jesus means mirroring Jesus' actions. Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist in River Jordan. Praise the Lord Jesus. And we too must repent and be baptized in Jesus' name in water and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. We should love like Jesus loved that is loving the unlovable and not to write off people regardless of their family, their community, or their background, but rather speak a word of hope to them. Praise the Lord Jesus. Remember, when we are following, we are, we are replicating the person that is ahead of us. Praise the Lord. We want to talk like them. We want to act like them. We want to love what they love. Praise the Lord. We want to go to the places that they have been to. And so it's for us to pattern or to mirror the actions or the characteristics of Jesus. Amen. So following Jesus means to accept a new identity of love, a new thought processes and pattern, having your rights and giving it away. Has anybody ever experienced that? You know you're right. You know what they're accusing you of. It is false. It is far from the truth. And it couldn't be more false. Praise the Lord Jesus. And you just decide to hold your peace. Remember the song said, you hold your peace. Then the Lord fight your battle. Then we know victory is ours. So it is patterning the way of Jesus or following the, the examples of Jesus, having your right and giving it away. When he was reviled, he reviled not. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. What would you have done if you were in that situation? Praise the Lord Jesus. You know that every lawyer would want to take up your case because it would be a win-win situation for them. 
praise the lord but you know you're right and the accusation is hitting you hurling you in your face left right and center and it is not just one person but it's a mass of persons coming to accuse you and their stories are their arguments seem to connect seem to be so right praise the lord jesus but you decide that you know whatever they say i am going to keep silent i'm going to remain silent Praise the Lord Jesus. I know it's hard at times to do that. But let us think about it. What would Jesus do if he was in that position? Yes, I know you're not Jesus. But remember divinity put on humanity. To be able to identify with our frailty, our mistakes, our shortcoming. And thus he gave us his assurance I will not leave you nor forsake you. Praise the Lord Jesus. Remember our lesson, follow me, right? Not follow the teacher now. Yes, the teacher can lead you into, into right directions and right path. But the focus is follow me, follow Christ, follow Jesus, follow his ways, follow his love, follow his desires, follow his teaching. Amen. So I submit to you that following Jesus will not always be a walk in the park. You will have some hills to climb or some valleys to cross. This could be sickness, pain, distress, heartache, disappointment, you name it. But if you stay in the ship, you will be saved. Praise the Lord Jesus. No matter how you see that the ship is being battered by the by the mighty storm or the, 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 the ravenous wind. Praise the Lord Jesus. No matter what is happening around you. Praise the Lord. Even when the ship breaks apart. Praise the Lord Jesus. The Bible says if you remain in the ship or in the boat. That is the only way you will be saved. So when the situation comes upon us. And we have decided to follow Jesus. What are you going to do? Are you going to run away from the church? Praise the Lord Jesus. Are you going to give up and say you did not expect to be treated this way? Praise the Lord Jesus. What is it? How will you respond? You who have decided to follow Jesus. Remember your vow while you stood in the baptismal pool. Was it two years? Five years? 15 years, 20 years, oh, some of you are over 30 years when you lifted your right hand and say, Amen. Praise the Lord. As you publicly made the vow to follow the Lord. That is why the church is called the bride of Christ with the sacred vow until death do us part. So standing in the baptismal pool or the watery grave as we call it, you made a public declaration of your I do to follow the Lord until death. Following the Lord demands obedience and a life of sacrifice. So while the children of Israel were at the peak of their exodus from Egypt, they were told to slay a lamb and put the blood upon their doorposts. And I believe that any Israelite household that disobeyed that command suffered the penalty of the death angel. And the scripture reminds us to obey is better 
than sacrifice. Amen. So let me repeat, to obey is better than sacrifice. And our topic is follow me. That is to follow Christ, follow his ways, follow his leading, follow his love, follow his teaching. Praise the Lord Jesus. Therefore, following Jesus, we have to begin with obedience to his word by self-denial. That is to give up our pleasures to please the Lord. This could be your favorite TV program, but denying yourself of that show as it is the blessed hour of prayer. Yes, the, the best part of the, 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 the show is going to come on tonight. But you feel you felt a tugging of the heart or you made a commitment that you will be praying at 6 o'clock. 8 o'clock or even 12 o'clock tonight and so you have decided to deny yourself of that privilege of that opportunity or that pleasure to watch that program amen or maybe it's not a tv program but it could be an event that you had so dreamed to attend amen but you heard the macedonian call that it's time to visit some shut-in or you could deny yourself by giving up a nice suit the lord had placed someone on your heart to bless what is our topic follow me follow christ so following jesus means to give up our whole lifestyle many of us has this tendency to say i saw me steer i saw me tan and nobody can change me Praise the Lord Jesus. But remember, when we are following Christ, we have to mirror his characters, mirror his attitude, pattern him. Praise the Lord. Be like him. Remember, that's why the disciples were called Christians, because it was said of them, they, they were following Christ. Amen. So we often sing the song, Empty me of self, O Lord. Empty me of my infirmities. Burn out sin and carnal nature. Empty me, O Lord. But do we really mean that? But do we really mean that? Or we are holding on to some grudges. Why me can't forgive him no matter how me try. Hmm? Empty me of self. I want to follow Christ. Amen. Empty me of my infirmities. Why me can't continue to hate him. I cannot continue to hold on to those grudges. I must love like Jesus love. I must forgive like Jesus forgive. Why me never expect him to hurt me. So yes, that's true. But remember, while he was reviled, that is Jesus. He reviled not. Amen. Even going to Calvary. Let us ruminate students that he never had to do it but he was obedient unto death if it was you and i what would you have done of course you would have stepped down from the cross maybe i would have done the same thing and show them my power my authority my leading amen so the apostle paul said i must decrease and he increase in other words i'm not important i want the wisdom 
the mind of Christ, his patience, his love, his compassion. And our lesson tells us that in obeying or following Jesus, we cannot have dual citizenship. That means we cannot be a follower of Jesus and mirroring worldly patterns. Rather, the world should look at us and say how we picky picky. That is what the scripture meant when it says we are peculiar because we are different, not living a double standard life. So to follow Jesus is to serve like Jesus. He came as a suffering servant and not as a messianic warrior to save mankind. Amen. So following Jesus allows mankind to experience a satisfying and rewarding life. Amen. Following Jesus, it gives, it allows us to access so much privileges. Amen. We can call things into being as they were. Praise the Lord Jesus. Following Jesus, we have such such privilege to call him Father, to call him Lord, to call him Savior. Amen. We have access to, to, to the resources of heaven, the healing we have access to, the peace we have access to, the deliverance we have access to, and we could go on and on and on. Amen, brethren. So today our lesson says, follow me. In following Jesus, we need to pattern his character or to mirror his character as we look forward to the coming of the Lord. God bless you students. Let us stay focused as we follow the Lord Jesus who is the head of our lives. God bless you. See you next week if Jesus tarries. Precious Father, as I call on your name, Lord, who is the Lord of the Lord, as we call on you, Lord, for help those six people, brothers, church brothers and sisters, Almighty Lord, we call on your name, your name is only righteous name we call on you, Lord. So I ask you to threaten those people, Lord, in your precious way, Almighty God, give them healing, Lord, strengthen them body from bones to toe, Almighty Lord. Lord, you know the needs. This virus is taking over the place, Lord. They may not have food to eat, Lord. Ask for you to strengthen them, Lord. Give them the strength. Give them the strength, Lord. Bless those family, Lord, that cannot afford it, Lord. You know their needs. So ask the Lord to help them. Help my family as well, Lord. Help the preacher of our church, Almighty God. Shake him body right now, Lord. Very mercy, Lord. I'm asking for your mercy for those people, Lord. In your precious name I pray. Amen.